All right. So I think we're falling down on the job. I know we do hours and hours and hours of prep when we're doing these things. We do, yes. But I think we're falling down on the pre-show prep because, once again, I've got absolutely nothing to do as a cold open. And I'm not sure what we're going to sit here doing as a cold open. Do you have any idea? I'm going to catch Pokemon. You're going to catch Pokemon as a cold open? Okay. okay. You think we've wasted enough time that we yes. pretended we have a cold open? We wasted enough time. Okay, we'll get the show started then. Welcome to the old Titans. I'm just I've seen how long I'm drawing out till he just looks up and says, <laughs> So far he's just been shaking his head down though. Yeah, so, so, so I know you had okay. to keep going, yeah. yeah that's it. So now you know the trick, you know the key. Looking the eye and say you being bad. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Like a dog just a newspaper just whacking the nose. Bad job. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that would work. So this wow. is John Paul. The Grand Master Puppeteer himself, B-Man. We have a couple of guests. Spaz here. And Aaron. Spaz. I can call her Spaz. I right. I'm allowed to call her Spaz. I mean, no, no, not outside of this little oh, space okay. here. It's as restricted. She'll fight you. She'll win. Like once we walk out that door, you're not B-Man anymore. You know, right. You're, you're, you're just, you'll always be B-Man. Thank you. You're just yeah. you at that point. <laughs> Fair enough. And I'm always just John Paul, wherever I am. No, you call yourself John sometimes at restaurants, and it drives me crazy. People don't seem to understand. When I say John Paul, they think I'm giving them first and last name, and that's right down John. (laughs) Or, what was that? And then I have to explain, and they say, okay, and they write down an H in there, and it's like, no, it has an N. And then they start to say, no, no, there's a hyphen. Right. Because you go to a restaurant and say John, there's like 20 billion Johns out there. Mm -hmm. Hey, John's for you. Oh, me? No, this John. No, that John. Like, what? There's, there's an order to it, though. Like, if you go first and they call John right after they call Brendan or B-Man, then... You already know. It's I here. know it's me. Yeah. It's not somebody else. Still confusing. Yeah. Or we could do like we used to do at Fuddruckers and start really changing up the names. Um, this was a college thing. I don't mm. know if it's done around here or not, but we'd go through, and as we went through the line, it was Luke, Han, Chewie, Leia, that nice. type of thing. Nice. And this is... It's fine. Do we have news, right? I mean, news is coming. Yes, yeah. yeah. We're going to... We are going going to change things up. For those who are not watching through the camera, I'm making sure they understand that I'm prepared with paper. Of course. You are. That's probably enough sprinkling of paper, right? Yeah, maybe just a little bit. A little more, just for a good measure. There we go. Oh, yes. Nice. All right. So we're going to change things up and go to the news first before we get to the B-Man's question this time. So, some news. If y'all have any things y'all have heard, feel free to jump in at any point. Uh, you can be polite with the end, or you can jump in at any point and comment on these, be rude, interrupt, you know. I've never done that ever. Never, ever, no. no. no okay. I wouldn't imagine. So, our first news item. I have not watched it yet, but I understand that the Incredibles 2 trailer was oh, released yes. online. That was so Just good. watched it. Oh, yeah. Just watched it? Mm-hmm. Yes. It was, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Out of five stars, what would you give the trailer? Oh, four and a half. Yeah. Four and a half out of yes. five. About the same yes. rating for me. Yes. I don't give ratings. You don't give ratings? That's fine. That's what I have I mean, it looks good for a trailer. All yes, right. it does. I've been fooled before. Oh, uh, well. It does its job of hyping people up. Yes. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. And I'm surprised that they are not, like, 
advancing it, it's right pretty yeah. much where it was. Exactly. So where that it left surprised off. me because I had to yeah. watch it again to make sure that it's not some other. Well, that was like the question: Are they going to be ordered now? The kids mm-hmm. going to be adults or whatever? It no. Is? no, it's, it's no. right after yeah, it's right the after. first right one ended. First one yeah. ended. So. It's okay. Again, it's a cartoon. Who yeah. cares? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They can stay the same ages in the same situation for the next fifty years, and exactly. no one will think much about it. That's true. That's yeah. true. That's All right. Another one released online was the Justice League in credit scene. The really fun, you know, Deathstroke, Lex Luthor, all that kind of stuff. Nobody cared about that one. Look ahead. Mm-hmm. Actually, that was the part most people really loved no, about the no, Justice League. I didn't even, I didn't I even know that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So go online and you can watch the end, the end credits scene, which had nothing to do with the rest of the movie. It's the setup of where potentially they're going with other DC like, movies. Gotcha, gotcha. So pretty cool. Um, switching over to Marvel, since we were at Disney. We went Disney, we went DC, now we'll go to Marvel, which is all Disney, because Disney owns almost everything. Mm-hmm. Black Panther. Black Panther comes out this weekend, and currently, every day that passes, their tracking is getting higher and higher. It's currently tracking for a $180 million opening weekend. Wow. Wow. Yeah, huge. With the potential of being as high as $200 million. That's not surprising, though. Yeah. To put that in perspective, the 180 would make it the third highest opening ever. And the highest opening ever was Avengers, with 207 so this is going to be close. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, if it actually gets close to 200, it could end up being number two and right on the heels of Avengers. Wow. That's so, I mean, it looks it's, phenomenal. Oh, yeah. So it's doing really well. Um, hopping back over to the other side of um, the street, uh, Constantine made his Legends of Tomorrow premiere this mm-hmm. week. Legends of Tomorrow came back to the CW after being on hiatus for uh, a couple months. And John Constantine himself, the Hellblazer, He's, he's not, back. He's not Keanu Reeves, though, is he? No. No, he's the good one. No. I like Keanu Reeves. No, I like Keanu Reeves, the actor. Right. I liked the Constantine movie, which a lot of people who like DC and think that I'm their big, their, their go-to guy for mm-hmm. DC stuff are going back. What? <laughs> it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. It wasn't like Shakespearean, Oscar-winning, all that kind of stuff. Naturally. But the camera can still see you, Spaz. It's a 3D camera. <laughs> <laughs> we we are at work, and we will occasionally have to step out and do different things. Of course, um, but I won't. Yeah, but um, yeah. no. This is this is not Keanu Reeves. This Where is Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. a sequel to the um, the TV show. Mm-hmm. So Constantine. Does he smoke in the TV show? No. Yes. Does he finally? Okay. Yeah, okay. he did from almost the very first episode. Well, they kind of hit it though. Where they, he's they, like a chain smoker in the comics. They hid a little mm-hmm. bit of it for a while, but as the TV show went on, they brought more and more into it. And I want to say the very first scene in the TV show, I mean, like opening scene, you get an establishing shot of the building you know, that you're going to be going into. There's a car out front. A door opens up. A cigarette hits the ground. He steps out, crushing out the cigarette. Oh, man. I mean, yeah. instantly, you, you're there. And it's not... That was what everybody thought they were going to have to do in the original one, is always show him just crushing them out or whatever. But no, he they even make a joke of it a little bit during the, during the show. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's fun. And then he is coming back later in the season, uh, episode 15, I believe it is. Uh, this one was Daddy Darkest. I don't know which the title is going to be on the next one. Awesome um, name, by the way. Damien Dark. So, Daddy Darkest. Oh, he's back. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, Damien came back last season. That's right. You have not been watching Legends tomorrow. I have not. I don't even think I've watched one episode. Yeah. I really? did not like yeah. Damien Dark at all. Is it good? I hated him on He was horrible on Arrow. Could not stand him. And last season, him, John Barrowman, and I can't remember the actor's name, but the one who did um, the Reverse Flash, the three of them became the Legion of Doom. 
and it was the best thing that had ever hit TV. Really? Since Betty White, maybe. I don't know. It was, it was wonderful. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was great. That's um, a pretty bold claim. Betty White is pretty amazing. Betty White is very awesome. <laughs> she is very awesome. They, but they were fantastic to the point that the three of them are actually pitching to um, Warner Brothers, CW, whoever will listen, to pick them up doing a Legion of Doom like their sitcom. A sitcom? Because that's how they they worked really well together and have them as the three villains doing right. it. Great. It, would be, it would be wonderful. So we hope that happens. Okay. And yes, I could not stand Damian Dark, and after last season, I love him. <laughs> He's great. All right then. And the magic part okay. it makes sense for Constantine. So continuing on, um, Metropolis. You know how much I love the concept of Metropolis that they announced. So Metropolis begins filming this summer. Is that the one that's going to be on Sci-Fi? No, this is one that's going to be on the Warner Brothers DC Comics streaming service. This is going to be set before the arrival. Okay, so it's set before the arrival of Superman in Metropolis, being done by the people who brought us Gotham, a whole Gotham before Batman. Right. This live-action drama will follow Lois Lane and Lex Luthor as they investigate fringe science in quotes fringe science and expose Metropolis's bizarre secrets. Dun dun dun. I think it's a dumb idea. It's a dumb idea. I don't know. I don't know. I'm with you. It doesn't sound exciting. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've, I've heard uh, pretty negative things about Gotham, so we'll see yeah, what happens. Yeah, so that. that's why I'm not excited more than any other reason is that. Yeah. Um, the New Mutants, the trailer for which came out somewhere in the last couple of months. I don't know if anybody watched the trailer for New Mutants. Nope. It was very bizarre and weird. And... Oh, is that the one where they're in like an insane asylum yes. or something? Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's kind of the spinoff from the X-Men right. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been delayed 10 months. It'll now be coming out next February. What Isn't happened? there another one? Another mutant Deadpool? Oh, there's, oh, there's other stuff. Deadpool yeah. 2 is coming out um, yeah. near yeah. Like, Labor. Uh, yeah, there's Deadpool 2. There's um, another X-Men movie. Uh, something else. There's another X-Men X-Men is the Phoenix one this year. I yeah. What? Yeah. There's like going to be a Phoenix November one? November yeah. area. I think. Or yeah. Is it actually going to be like from the Jean Grey from the original X-Men trilogy? That's going to be a Sansa Jean Grey. Yeah, it's it's continuing I'm on that to, one actually. Yeah, yeah. It's continuing on from first class through apocalypse oh, okay. story. It's, it's the same cast continuing. Pimpy Jensen was a great Jean Grey. Yeah, she really mm-hmm. was. Like the new one, I don't really care about. The facial expressions that yeah. she had, like you felt like Phoenix's fury. Like yeah. it was yeah. terrifying. Except for the fact that that last movie it was bad. Should yeah, not be mentioned bad. again. Except for that, you know. I, I, she I was know. good. I liked X Three. I don't know. You know I, I, I liked it. That, you you are the one person on the face of the planet. <laughs> Quite maybe possibly. not just the one person. Maybe there were a few others. Like okay. maybe I'm the family the members four. of the actors. <laughs> you know, they have to say they like. Yeah, when he's making fun of you, I'll just simply say when I saw Suicide Squad in theaters before I saw it, I had dinner with him and his wife, and they go, "Oh, it's just as good as Avengers." I enjoyed it at the same level. I did, <laughs> but you know, I'm not a big Marvel person. I'm a big DC person, and it hit all the right notes. I would have done a different villain. I do think they were. If there was a way to villain. shake your head through internet, I'll do it right now. I mean, we're, yeah, well, I mean, it's 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 straight 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 to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This next one, my last news item, is one you'll actually like. Okay. All right. I know you're a big horror fan. Yes. You like the horror genre. I love Night of the Living Dead. Came out the same year I was born, 1968. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we lost George Romero last year in 2017. So that's it for new material from him. Except he was writing a book. And not like an autobiography or anything like that. He was writing an original Living Dead story. He had mm-hmm. never, even though his stuff had been successful, he was never trusted enough to give a big budget to. Mm-hmm. They would never give him a budget to do the kind of movie he wanted to do. So he was writing a novel called The Living Dead that has 
the world he really wanted to create. The the full, full on, all out, you know, put walking. In theory, put Walking Dead to shame level, you know, Living Dead thing, zombie apocalypse. Okay. And he had finished, they said multiple parts of the book are ready to be published. Like he finished parts of it. Parts were unfinished. So they brought another writer to finish those out. And in 2019, they'll release the book. Now I have a question. Is his original ending of the book like, did he already have an idea as don't to know what? That part I don't. I don't know how detailed the book is. See, that's the scary part because I mean, of course, you have scary other people. Get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah. We got you. We got you. What a joke. Um, <laughs> but it's like you bring in a new author, and you know, you have no idea how they're going to see, you know, his vision and how you know they yeah. bring it to fruition. That's that's always like the scary part of anybody yeah. bringing or bringing anybody into a project like that. Kind of what happened with like HBO and uh, Game of Thrones. You know, he didn't really finish it, and HBO is now they're doing their own thing with it. Yeah, but wasn't he helping out in that? Uh, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. he's part is of he? like one of the. I mean, he's not a producer or anything, but I think he's a but contributor. They, but they have diverged. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, they definitely diverged from. But the books. they were diverging long before mm-hmm. they even probably like went through. I mean, fourth yeah. or fifth season, mm-hmm. like it started splitting off. Yeah. But I mean, that's a topic for a whole other day. That's that'd be a different one. But yeah. anyway, so I'm looking forward to this book. Yeah, that could be very yeah, cool. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. It's right. gonna be just one book, or it's like a saga. Supposedly it's one book. Yeah, so we'll, okay. we'll see. I, I don't think it was like um, one that picked up on that. Actually, since we both like Brandon Sanderson's novels, mm-hmm. um, when Robert Jordan died, he had not yet finished The Wheel of Time. The Wheel of Time was his big epic, and it was mm-hmm. supposed to be twelve books long. And he finished, and it took him a long time. We were talking multiple years between books, epic fantasy novels. Um, he his health was failing. Mm-hmm. He finished book eleven and said, "Okay, I, I I'm aware, you know, my health is not good. Mm-hmm. So the next book is going to be it. I'm going to finish it up. Even if the next book ends up being two thousand pages, I'm going to finish it in the next book." And he sat down and wrote out copious notes, outlined the entire book, wrote a ton of stuff around it. And then passed away. And he didn't get to actually do the book. However, a young up-and-coming author named Brandon Sanderson had written a guide to the Wheel of Time. Right. I'd already worked with, with him in that. And um, Robert Jordan's wife asked him if he would take those notes and finish the novel. And he said, well, let me look. Because he was a big fan of it. Right. So he looked over the notes and said, I will do it, but this is not one book. Mm-hmm. And it turned it into three books. So what was supposed to be 12 books became... 12, 13, 14, so it became 14 books. And honestly, the last three novels are the best novels of the set. <clears throat> there were other novels that were very, very good. It, it was, kind of, to me, kind of an uneven series. You, you never had bad ones, but you had, great, eh, okay, mm-hmm. great, eh, okay, up and down, up and down. But the last three, they just yeah, click along really, really well. Wow. And it's all done now, and it's, it's like, all everything done is out in the can. And, and yeah. you have to read the other... Yeah. 11 yes. to get the last three. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one long story. You can't oh, really yeah. start at the end. You have to start at the beginning. Uh, which, this month, if you go out to Tor.com, they have the book club. The uh, Tor.com e-reader book club or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you give them your email address so you start getting you know advertising from them, right. you can get a free different book downloaded every month. This mm-hmm. month is Eye of the World. Which is book one of the Wheel of Time. Well, I know what I'm doing. It's a you know just an EPUB format, yeah. so you can mm-hmm. download and read. Okay. And it's free. It's free. I mean, the book club's free itself. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's because if they if they hook you on it, now you're probably going to go buy the other thirteen books. Right. right. 
Hmm. You want to give me book one? I have a couple okay. credits on uh, Audible, so like once I finish the first yeah. book, just get the audio. <clears throat> I will say, book one was good enough for me to want to buy book two. Okay. Just barely. <laughs> I, it wasn't bad. Right. I, I finished it without ever feeling like it was dragging, mm-hmm. but at the end, I could have taken it or leaving it, but enough people had talked well about it, I thought, well, I should give it one more book too. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it enough. Okay. And book two was great. Book two was fantastic, which propelled me past book three that was mm, okay. And then it's kind of, like you said, you like it's ebbing back and, forth, yeah. back and right. forth. yeah. Mm-hmm. And okay. as they focus on characters, everybody has different favorite characters and it. Mm-hmm. As they hit your characters at different points, that what, that's what draws you back in if you start kind of fading away. Mm-hmm. Um, A different character perspective. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. You said it was Tor.com? Or Tor. T-O-R. Tor.com. Oh, Tor. Oh. Yeah. So. Probably shouldn't mark that down. If you can put on the cell phones right now, I'm doing a little play-by-play. Um, as of right now, the wolf's typing in as Baz is almost finished, or she types a little slow, though, it seems. Wolf he is does. younger, so he's more expertise. Yeah, of as course. The phone. Yeah. There we go. Oh, there we go. It's a race. Oh, Baz hey, if you have trouble finding it, let me know, and I can forge you the email I got. Yeah, yes, that works, too. It, it, it's <laughs> difficult word. It's Tor. I saw it on Facebook because I follow them on Facebook because uh, Sanderson publishes through Tor. Right. Oh, okay. And so every so often, they'll do all kinds of different books on there. Gotcha. So cool. All right. Good. Now, since we reverse things, now we should get to the B-Man question of the week. This easy one, kind there of. There we go. All right. That echoed pretty well from my yeah, side of the table. I don't know about that nice. side. It was good. That was Very powerful. You can... Powerful presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. probably look dumb on the camera, but... <laughs> yeah. I, even, I'm, I feel embarrassed for you right now. It'd probably been better if it had been something other than B-Man at the beginning of it, but, you know... Oh, oh, oh wow. Mm-hmm. That is a jerk statement. <laughs> we haven't discussed any more jerk statements. That was a jerk statement John Paul okay. made. Okay. So, Continue it up. Um, Marvel Cinematic Universe started, what, 10 years ago, give or take? Give or take. Iron Man started off. Eventually, DC kicks in with some bad movies, but whatever. Oh. We'll get this shortly after. But anyways, just finally, last year, Wonder Woman came out. This year, Black Panther came out, is coming out tomorrow. Or actually, yeah. I guess already it's out. It's tonight, tonight, right? yeah. yeah. And there have been previews already. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much a decade of just the common white male characters. Why just now we can't get diversity in the movie theaters? That is a fantastic question. It is. It is such a good question that unplanned completely, we should make that our topic of the week. Yes. And invite our guests to join us in on this discussion. All right. Y'all had no wow. prep for this, right? Well, no, st- not at all. This yeah. surprises this me. And I mean, I, I, look at our demographics amazing. to bring, bring us in, yeah, right? I, I mean, I, I, oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Is that why they brought him in? Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Could be. I do think it'd be weird for two kind of middle-aged white guys to sit here and talk intelligently about diversity from a understanding of what it really means. So you guys just heard view. this, right? You heard him take my joke and make it more professional. Yeah, I mean, but that's okay. You know, you know, we 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 got the concept from you, and I made the joke earlier. John Paul don't approve, so he took it for himself and made it himself. There we go. Internet head shake. Internet head shake. <laughs> yes. So let's go. All right. All right. <laughs> so we want to start off. Let's start with that. Why do we think it's taken so long for there to be something beyond people who look like Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. and such leading movies? Well, it's actually a two-part answer to this. Number one, well, it's foolish because people are still afraid of, you know, white people, I pretty much the majority of this country is still white, right? I mean, it's like ridiculous numbers. not even close. The average movie goer is white. They think they want to see a guy like themselves on screen. I, I fully believe this. Um, and again, I understand that a lot of times I see a superhero. If I see myself as a superhero, I don't know if all that's a superhero, more likely. 
So I understand it from that point, but I think they're afraid. Executives these days are so afraid to try something new. And the, the funny thing about this was, if you actually think of it, the comic book kickoff actually started with a black character in Blade mm. back in 98. Before any of this stuff, before X-Men, mm. before, uh, obviously Batman kind of kicked off a little bit before Over that. the years, there've always been stuff. But, right. Yeah. Blade was really the one that kicked it off back in 98. And now it's like, oh, that's a huge success. And then went to X-Men, another huge success. And then that's when Marvel was like, hey, let's give this a try in Iron Man, you know, a few years later. But I do think Hollywood is so afraid to pull the plug. To, not to pull the plug, I'm sorry. To, let's try this. Yeah. Because they're afraid they might lose a few million dollars. And as we're seeing right now from this movie, just the standpoint alone, what is that? 180, I think, the estimated? Yeah, 180 million is the estimated, 180 plus million opening, opening weekend. So I don't think Hollywood knows what the fans want yet. After all these years, I still don't think they know what the fans want yet. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, and another thing is, though, just, yes, it, all of what you have said is a great point. But at the same time, actor-wise, though, are there actors or actresses available to fill those quota or just create movies with them in those roles? I mean, there might not be. I mean, yes, there could be interest, right? There's obviously huge amounts of interest in these roles and mm-hmm. seeing people of color and uh, gender diver- diversity and all of that. But maybe there's not the talent pool there mm-hmm. prepped to go and fit those roles. Now, could they look harder and find and maybe develop that? Absolutely. But like you said, maybe they're scared of losing money at the same time. But then again, it's like, you know, it's not mutually exclusive. They have to develop them at the same time. But I can almost kind of argue that, mm-hmm. in a way. Iron Man was the biggest one, right? Mm-hmm. The biggest Marvel ones. Right. Iron Man 2 mm-hmm. had Don Cheeto mm-hmm. playing War Machine. Mm-hmm. Don Cheeto is one of the greatest actors in America. I don't care what he says. <laughs> He's amazing. He yeah, can play anything pretty, he wants to. Really you true. have him okay. as War Machine. I thought mm-hmm. for sure War Machine kick off. They thought about doing a War Machine movie. I'm didn't. surprised they, didn't. Never, they never won it with it. Mm-hmm. Like, you have an amazing actor In fact, you changed out the role. previous actor to get Don Cheadle. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I thought the first guy's name. Um, <clears throat> um, he was in Empire. Empire. Um, yeah, I just can't he, remember. He was good, but Cheadle, Cheadle. Mm-hmm. Let's be real, he is. And he was so great as Rhodey. He's like, okay, he's going to spin off. He's got to spin him off. And they never did. Yeah. Like, like, why didn't he have a spin off? I don't know. Whatever happened with um, Iron Man 3, I actually didn't watch it myself, but I assumed that it would have been more focused on him. Iron Man 3 was garbage. Was it? Yeah, Iron uh, Man 3 was It was better was than like... 2. Well, 2 was garbage as well, yes. Yeah, I, I enjoyed 3, but it was a big step down from 1. Mm. I still enjoyed mm. it. I didn't enjoy 2. Mm. I enjoyed 3. That's fair. Um, but, I mean, wouldn't they use... Like, I, he was part, like a big part of that, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. I don't remember if he was even in part three, though. He was in part three. Was he in part three? Okay. But his story was very small. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was a very small storyline. But two, I mean, I know they, they kind of introduced him in a big way in two. Right. But and then, um, I, yes, you're right. Uh, my assumption was, oh, there's going to be a spin off from yeah. there. But I didn't expect a bigger role for him in three anyway. So maybe they're in development that we just don't know about it. Right. I but, mean, it, could it that be? It could be, but it's taking a long time. Do you it think is. like the success of Black Panther would probably prompt more oh, of that? Like, yeah. say, more spin-off characters. Like, say, Nick Fury got his own like mm-hmm. spin-off show. That would oh, like a Samuel Jackson as like Nick Fury. Well, they tried it as, as, a as a pilot TV show. Really, <laughs> with David Hasselhoff. It was pretty horrible. Really? When was this? And uh, Samuel was nineties, uh, wasn't? The um, yeah, somewhere in the nineties. It was it was bad. But see, I mean, back then the technology wasn't <clears throat> as great. It was so bad. I mean, you had the greatest special. That was bad. Like the acting wise too. It was, just, it was Hasselhoff. But, but that way, it's Hasselhoff. But 
Oh, you're talking has Nick Fury. Yeah, he's Nick Fury. But to be fair, just because there was a Catwoman movie that was horrible doesn't mean Catwoman as a character can't work mm-hmm. in, in a movie. Yeah, that's, that's exactly yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would hate to think we'll never see a good Steel character in a Superman movie or something. Just because you mean Shaq, Shaq movie wasn't really good. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. What? <laughs> I, I I refuse to believe that's blasphemous. Uh, Shaq is the best actor. To your point, I do think there is a. I'm not sure it's so much a limit on the number of actors who could play the parts. Mm-hmm. I think it's a limited vision in Hollywood, kind of like they have a limited vision of what they're willing to produce. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it takes them so long to agree to do it, they feel like, if we're going to do this, we have to guarantee it. That means we have to only cast Denzel Washington or Samuel L. Jackson. Will Smith, yeah. Will Smith. There's a handful, four or five actors or actresses that... If it's not in this group, forget it. They're it's not, not going to go anywhere. Any money, yeah. You know, on the female side, you know, Scarlett Johansson or whatever. I mean, it, let's do a Japanese anime movie, but let's put Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson, Johansson in it. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's, because there's they want a guarantee this. of the return on their, obviously, right? right? So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we, we get that. But, like you mentioned, that they are so scared to take a chance on a lesser known or even just fresh face mm-hmm. that right. they just don't want to develop that. So... Mm-hmm. See, there like, one of the greatest things about this newest movie is, like, every, like not everybody's a fresh face, but you have so many mm-hmm. new talents, so many, like, different uh, actors of color, and, mm-hmm. you know, you're giving them that chance to become big from mm-hmm. that, and even from there, you can just brand from And the way they're marketing this thing is phenomenal. Oh, yes. I mean, it's all over. It's I mean, you cannot mm-hmm. turn any anything on or read anything well, that Disney. is there. Yeah, the well, thing I mean, is, yes. if it, it's, obviously it's not going to, but if it had failed, Mm-hmm. No one could, could complain that they right. didn't give it every the, chance possible. Every chance, right, right. Um, so. Which obviously it's working anyway. Oh, either yeah. way, it's working. Mm-hmm. But no one could have ever complain they didn't give it mm-hmm. like it's a fair share. Every right. mm-hmm. everything possible. And I think forward on, Marvel's gonna realize, hey, this will sell. We can make this more. It's just it took a long time. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson, where's her Black Widow movie? Yeah, that's been right. going Anthony Mackie stole the scene in, in uh, Civil War and. Um, mm-hmm. Part two, actually, of Captain America. Anthony Mackie was amazing. It was his Falcon movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be amazing. amazing. Could you and plus, he loves the character. Anthony Mackie's amazing. He's really role. good. Yeah. And I didn't know who he was before this movie. And I saw him like, he's the better Falcon than this in the comics. Now, mm-hmm. I, now, I will say on some of these, it doesn't matter which kind of character it is. Because, I mean, there's plenty of characters I'd love to see that doesn't even matter what gender, race, anything else they are. There are so many. And the, the studios do get very scared of putting... All their eggs in one basket. Right. Mm-hmm. They do not want a green light. I mean, they got a huge schedule of two or three movies a year for the next like ten or fifteen years. They're making enough money on this. They could put out a new movie every single month. Oh, absolutely. There's enough yeah. characters, enough background, but they're scared to do that. And if they're not going to do that many, they do have to pick and choose a little bit. That I, I, I do get that. And because there's such a wide range of characters, you know, if if you know a whole bunch of them were laid in front of you and said, okay. Like pick pick, which pick one, one or two for next year out of these 50. You know, well, how, you know right. what's the chance of Falcon being <clears throat> in that one or two? Right. It could be done, but is that really the first one or two characters you go to? I would say originally no, but after seeing his performance in Captain America yeah. and Avengers, absolutely. I would, would yeah. think twice. About and I do that. think that's something they've learned with Black Panther with Civil War, Wonder Woman in the Batman vs. Superman movie, um, Spider-Man in Civil War. I... I think I mentioned on a previous po- previous podcast. I want them to do that with a Fantastic Four. Mm. Once they get him back from Fox, then they already they then they already buy. Um, well, 
the deal's not closed. But oh, yeah, once, gotcha. it's, once it's closed and they have it all back, I don't want them just to release a movie. I want them to, you know, sprinkle them in here and there. Yeah. Build like up the cameos. interest. Mm-hmm. See which actor works. Do that kind of thing. And then when you see it works, don't do like they do with Falcon and just ignore it. Do it. Exactly. Or, or right. Cheetle or anybody else. I mean, it doesn't matter which character. There have been so many characters that come along that, why aren't we getting more of fill in the blank? You know, mm-hmm. We don't get it. Um, so that's that's where I'm hoping they go with it. Okay. Yeah. So I have a few other questions here because I'm unprepared, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Um, speaking of diversity, mm. here's a very loaded question. Do you feel there is currently, where we are now in February 2018, enough diversity in geek-related movies and TV shows? No. Not at all. And is there a point at which you think there could be enough? Or a better way to put it, is there a target we're shooting for? Or should the target just be good material and let I mean, the cream rise to the crop? And see, that's the, the thing, cream. right? Like, yeah. you just need the proper exposure for every, um, I guess, group or race that you have. You know, if you are just saying, hey, look, we have you, this, or we have this actor who's doing good, or, you know, they're, say, or a woman or, or African American, you pretty, oh, God thought just gone and got a little lightheaded sorry um <laughs> it's really eating bread at lunch that's it well yes. i mean i don't want, i don't like to cook you know, but <laughs> i'm with you um you just need to have that exposure you need to let people kind of choose for their own but give the other people an opportunity to show their diversity right like you give them that chance not just Oh well, we don't really, you know, care much for this story because so and so, or you know, this is, or you know, you have a, you know, a, a white person or a white actor, you know, just basically give them that exposure, like make exposure more for everyone, and then you'd be all right from there. <laughs> Any thoughts? Um, I mean, so the question is. Will there ever be enough? Is that the question? That's part of it. Is there yeah. is there enough now, or will there ever be? What I don't consider? know that we really need. I mean, yes. So there, the thing is, I think we're asking two different questions. Are we asking that is does race re- need to be represented in sci-fi in general in geek culture and everything, or do we let the fact that it is sci-fi genre, it is geek culture, that it, it's diverse in itself, meaning that's not your streamlined culture. Or mm. That's not what the normal, you know, you don't walk down the road and yes, they might see a one or two Iron Man movie or, uh, you know, they'll go see Black Lightning and all that. But at the same time, it's just as long as we are creating good content mm-hmm. and then we are giving every, like, the cream of the, not necessarily cream of the crop because then it's always going to be the Denzel Washingtons and mm-hmm. the Will Smiths in there, but giving enough diverse group of uh, actor and actresses a chance to be part yeah. of these movies or TV shows. And then you don't have to worry so much about creating a diversity. diversity. Yeah. It will just come, just tell the stories because I think, uh, you know, science fiction in it by its nature it's a weird genre which oh, yeah. we have created a you know diversity has become in a way a weird thing yeah. like it's so much focus right now but it shouldn't just embrace it accept it yeah. and create the content don't focus so much about casting the white actor versus the black actor right. let it flow let naturally. it flow right. and see what happens and to add on to her yeah. comment i mean i totally agree the fanboy community in particular 
the ones that go to these movies or watch the site show, they seem to be the most, they don't care who, what color you are, whatever it is. They mm-hmm. just want good content, as mm-hmm. you said. Right. Yeah. You know, it's the other... The mainstream. Yes. Mm-hmm. So The muggles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The muggles, the, the muggles yeah. So, I mean, I totally agree with Spatter there in this. I think she's dead on. Just create the content and diversity will come in general and just naturally. Let diversity come naturally. Don't force... Yeah. And maybe you have to type a few network executives so they can't make any decisions. Right. Now, obviously, if you're doing like a thing like Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter, yeah, he probably should be a white guy. Yes. Yeah, I guess something like sense. that. That makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. But at the same point, too, for telling a Star Wars story, a Star Trek story where these characters aren't established yet, these characters are not created yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is the character I want to create. Have a bunch of actors come in. Whoever performs the actor, the best way you see that character, gets the role. Yeah. End right. of story. That's how it should be, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Unless there's something about the character's background that just well, yeah. speaks to... And again, like the Abling thing. Yeah, whether it's historical it or not historical. Yes. I mean, there's... there's like Kylo Ren, for example. Well, it was Hanalea's kid. He probably should be a white guy. Probably, maybe. It makes well, sense. Unless it was if, if he's black, then, you know, Lando got a little close to Princess Leia there. We don't know. <laughs> no one talks about that period in the movie. <laughs> yes. yeah. It was a difficult experimental period. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I, get it I, I completely understand what you're yes. saying. Yeah. So... So here's a question. It could be for any of us, really. Um, does having somebody who is more personally relatable, mm-hmm. like for you, having a, a female lead, mm-hmm. sorry, for you, someone who looks like you, whether that's skin color, no hair, whatever, it's not, not making fun, you know what I mean? That's, I, I get you. Whatever, I get you. Does having characters who look more like you and more relatable to you physically draw you more to something? See, I would dis- oh, I would dis- I, I would say no, mainly because when I look at a character, I'm more I'm more relatable. I relate more to how they are as like a person or as a character. Like if you like say Rocket Raccoon, I love yeah. Rocket Raccoon. I feel as if I relate to him. It's like there are some days where I just feel like I'm trying to blow up everything. Well, blow up everything, but you it's know what I mean. Right. Just, it's a personality. You know, exactly. It's a thing, personality yeah. that really strikes me. I mean, you don't necessarily need to look exactly like me for me to feel as if, oh yeah, I definitely need to relate to you because you look just like me. No, it does. It's not that same. Yeah, looks have less to do with as far as the background, the story, how the character is. Uh, developed and portrayed on screen, I think that attracts me more than if that person looked like me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree with you completely on that. Yeah. So, right, yeah, and that's just something I always wonder because they, <laughs> there does seem to always be a push to do more of that so that there is, and they always use the example of little kids so that they can have someone mm-hmm. to grow up as role right. models, mm-hmm. and that's it's that, important that's to have role models. Point, very right. important. Um, but how big of an attraction that is that? As an adult, we can think it through. You can filter more. it out, right. As a kid, is that something where you tend to watch this more and watch that less because of the main character? I mean, there's probably somebody out there who doesn't watch Supergirl because they don't like female-led shows. Right. They mm-hmm. watched Hercules, but not Xena. They watched mm-hmm. the Bionic, or Six Million Dollar Man, but not the Bionic Woman. They, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. There's There are people who, sure. who do that, I'm sure. And the reverse, right? But I didn't know whether that is something that is such a driving force. Zena was a better show. No, it was a much better show. Yeah. I think it's because she's a better actress than Kevin Sorbo. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> now I would Zena say, was a much like, show. oh, sorry. Sorry. If 
you had a character, or if you constantly cast, like, diverse characters as, like, evil villains or something like that, like, if you give them constantly negative roles, that could exactly have a negative right. effect. Because, right. like, yeah. you see the children, there's like, oh, is is that what I'm mm-hmm. supposed to be? Am mm-hmm. I supposed to be, like, an evil person? See, that's where yeah. I would say that oh, would yeah. make a difference. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a cosplay show on Sci-Fi Channel a year ago, year and a half ago, something like that. It was a contest, you know. Kind of like all the cooking shows and all the rest. Cosplay Melee? Is it yeah, cosplay Face Melee. No, it's co- this was doing the full costumes. It was Cosplay Melee. Mm-hmm. And they bring on, I think it was four people at the beginning, right? So you yes. have four contestants, and you chop one, chop another, and you get down mm-hmm. to the winner. Right. And one of the best ones I saw in there the entire time, he actually lives in Atlanta, and I've seen him at Dragon Con. He does incredible costumes. Star Wars guy? Um, he, he did some Star Wars stuff on there. I've seen him do Batman and a bunch of other things, but he did Star Wars a lot Yes. on that show. Um I've seen some interviews with him and quotes from him and other stuff. One of the best ones, and something I think does reinforce the idea of the role model. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was at Dragon Con dressed up, like in the parade. They have the parade in Dragon Con. Mm-hmm. You're very familiar with that. Yeah. What does it last? Two or three hours? Sure. Something like that. Yeah. Through the streets of Atlanta. It's the biggest parade that Georgia has mm-hmm. every year, is the Dragon Con parade. He was dressed as Batman. And stops, you know, little kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know, four, five, six years old, something like that, a little bit younger than Quinn. Um, little black kid, and, and he he's black, and dressed as Batman. Little kid looks up at him. You know. Yeah. And of course, you're just like every little kid. Yes. And he was walking along, you're like, oh, hi, how you doing? How you doing? I'm Batman, you know. You want to be robbing <laughs> when you grow up? You know, he was just doing that kind of thing. This little kid, it was great. It was, you mean, I can actually dress as Batman? And... His impression was, since he wasn't white, he couldn't be Batman. Right. And that kind of thing, it that does matter. I mean, I think sometimes the role model thing does matter. Absolutely. Yes. Um, like, just, uh, you know, you don't need to necessarily be a certain race to play a character. Right. Because, I mean, you, you, you that character is the character, you know? Mm-hmm. Batman, yes, typically he is a white male, but it's the concept of Batman that really should be focused on. And if you think about it, the Batman story, background and everything can lend itself to a black Batman Ooh, show sometime in the future. Okay. I mean, yeah. like the, the greediness and the drama, family drama and all of that, that anybody. can be, in, it exactly. could be anybody, but it can be if you, that you want more representation and you want to target a particular demographic, that storyline can be bent to fit really anyone. anyone right exactly. so yeah absolutely mm-hmm. so although it does bring up some i hadn't written this down as a thought this is something that this came up with black panther mm-hmm. some people online in the dragon con forums are actually asking this question that yes absolutely doesn't matter what race you are you can play batman you can play superman you can do whatever all mm-hmm. that's great a lot of times people though will jump in the reverse mm-hmm. direction mm-hmm. that if one of us was dressed up as black panther mm-hmm. Either some people jump on it going, oh, now I've forgotten the phrase that you Cultural appropriation. Uh-huh. Yes, cultural yeah. appropriation. Mm-hmm. They'll jump on that and say, you can't do that. That's cultural mm-hmm. appropriation mm-hmm. and such. But there was a picture on the Dragon Con forum of you know some adult dresses mm-hmm. like Panther with a whole lot of little kids going to a premiere mm-hmm. of every gender, race, didn't matter, all wearing Black Panther masks, some wearing you know, the cheesy mm-hmm. Halloween costumes. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly fine. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't see a problem with that, but that is something that the reverse does get jumped on right. a lot. And I, I think that has something to do with, again, the real life, the race issue, because it that automatic response, like, 
well, we now have final representation and you're trying to take, take it, it away from, from us. us. Yeah. And yeah. that's where, so it, it's, I don't know how long it will take and when it will kind of mellow out or even out or it will be an okay thing. But right now, that's the, that's yeah, the, I, my like, feeling is yeah, that's like the representation. Yes. Like, this is something that like we've kind of gone through right. a hell for the, like, to get to mm-hmm. and like, we need that, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. or this is ours. And I don't think most people like an Omegacon or Dragon Con or anything mm-hmm. else are going to say that. I don't right. think anybody yeah. there is going to care. They're going to know you're dressed up as that character because right. you love the movie. Exactly. You love the character in the comics. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It usually comes from outside. It's, yeah. that, it's that mainstream yeah, muggle thing. That, yeah. That's where it comes from that infects. Mm-hmm. we got to put up our shield wall. You know, mm-hmm. it's whatever. we yeah. we got to do something sometimes to protect against that, that type of thing. Because um, a number of people I've seen... Mm-hmm. Cross gendered, cross race, cross anything. Yeah, you know, meld different genres together. Number of costumes are incredible that I've seen sure. in Dragon Con. Other places. Dragon Con is there's so much fun seeing some of these and great. That was fantastic. Exactly. Do the, do more of that. I mean, it's it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. And that's something I think you and I can never be in that really bold. We can't think of it that way because just like a superhero, there's so many white superheroes to choose from. It's easy to yeah. yeah, we, yeah. we have a, we have a selection. We can just pull up in comics like. I mean, any of these guys. Exactly. From Byron's standpoint, or the Wolf's standpoint, I should say, it's kind of like, well, you know, there's one black hero right now in the movies. I kind of see his point there, that, that that's his. Yeah. And it kind of makes sense. Now, if there's 50 out there, and there's like five white superheroes, we'd be in this opposite book. Like, well, it would be fine. You know, just, yeah. you so know. I, I, you know, it never actually been worded, and that makes actually perfect sense to me. I never thought of it that way. But you don't want to also limit that for a kid. Right. You know, if a kid wants to dress up as Black Panther... Well, by all means. Yeah, Black yeah. Panther, then... That's great. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Do not... Then do not make his focus, oh, you cannot, honey, because you are white. It continues it, no, the it cycle. Continues You're right. The that cycle. continues no, the story. Just, uh, yeah. Kind of similar story. I took my daughter to uh, Disney World all the time, mm-hmm. actually. But this was about two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. And close to Halloween time. And one princess asked her, who are going to be of Halloween? Mm-hmm. My daughter replies, Tiana. Mm-hmm. Princess and the Frog. Right. Tiana's a black lady. My daughter's right. a little white girl. Okay. I, my wife and I didn't care. Right. That's where you're going to be. That's where you're going to be. Right. Perfect. Whatever. Right. The lady behind me in line mm-hmm. actually goes, oh, don't you need to be like, you know, Rapunzel because she has long blonde hair? And I said, no, she wants to be Tiana. Let her be mm-hmm. Tiana. First, I knew my daughter. You know my daughter as well. She changed her mind a hundred times over before sure. Halloween actually came. She ended up being... She's a child. Yeah, she's yes. Cinderella from that came on the that year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I said, no, she wants to be Tiana. And she kind of, you know, it was just me and my daughter all the time. She kind of like, well, you know, Tiana's black. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've seen the movie once or twice or a hundred mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know what she is. It's okay. Yes. And she kept trying to like, almost, is your mother okay with this? Is she like... I kind of almost like I was close. Like, I, I, I took it down a lot. My daughter was around me. Right, right. It's one of those situations where my daughter wasn't there. You would have seen the angry beaming come out a little bit there. But I mean, I understand if you're hiring a cast, a face character at Disney World, mm-hmm. yes, Tiana should be a black girl. It makes perfect sense. Cinderella mm-hmm. should be a white girl with blonde hair. It makes mm-hmm. sense. But for the fans. But for my little six year old daughter, make right. right. at the time she was three, what I think she was, I'm like, shut that, you know, up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, she is who she wants to be. Yeah, you don't suppress, you yeah. know, what they want to do. No. It's yeah. just they're yeah. not thinking about all of these things. You can't yeah. just tell them, oh no, it's not, you can't do it. You're, you're a white girl. Yeah, it, it doesn't make and, any and sense. In a way, we, we learn to move for my kid and we do it for my adults now. Absolutely. Yeah. Because my kid is. Tiana wears her hero at the time. Mm-hmm. Tiana's the person she wants to be. Mm-hmm. Let her be her hero. Mm-hmm. And this lady behind me was telling me she can't be my her hero. Luckily, we just blew her off as a crazy lady, even though she was a crazy lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, yes. I know uh, it's 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 yes. Crazy. So I, I get you. 
So here's one that always, I will say, drives me crazy. I'll be very open. This mm-hmm. one drives me completely crazy. Mm-hmm. When you have an established character mm-hmm. that's been around for a long time, mm-hmm. and I don't mean appeared once <clears throat> 50 years ago and hadn't been written about since. I mean, you get plenty of characters that pop up and disappear. But mm-hmm. if you have somebody who's been published or written about or portrayed in one way for a long period of time, mm-hmm. and then from my point of view, change just to artificially create diversity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a good example, Jimmy Olsen in Supergirl. Yes. Good actor. He's, he's done a good job. Mm-hmm. But it's very obvious the change is being made just for a political or to cover their butts with HR agenda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that type of thing. How do y'all feel about that? Is, is that... Yeah. In, in general, I mean, and, and obviously it'd be better. I think we would all agree it's probably better to create new characters. Of course, it, it, yes. But but I get it. Sometimes you want to create an established one because well, there's built-in money there. People don't recognize the character. I get that. But it that bothers me because I see people being politically correct. I don't know if it bothers. I mean, it, it 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 can be a little bit annoying, but at the same time, it's like how many of those like old classic like cartoon or comic book characters are diverse, you know? So Not many because of the era they were created. Exactly. In. Right. So, I mean, if you kind of have to do that, if you give them a decent enough backstory and make it fit within the story, it's fine. Well, I feel like, okay, I am, it drives me crazy too, because I'd rather see Jimmy Olsen being the geeky uh, white kid that really followed that Superman around, not Batman, Superman around, and maybe that character now is an adult, and okay, that has been placed in the Super Supergirl's universe here. Okay, I get that. However, if you're going to change who Jimmy is physically, then change almost everything else around, around him. him. Yes. Don't just change him. Make it him has a- to make, it ha- like you said, it has to fit the story, but then it's a broader change. It's mm-hmm. not just that one aspect of that one storyline that has changed, and then it fits better. Exactly. So, again, yes, you've, like, you know, we talked about uh, Batman storyline fitting pretty much anything. Yeah. You can, but make it the whole change, not just, oh, black, uh, Batman is now black. Yeah, or that stands Asian. out. Why? Yes, yeah. that stands out. Like so that don't do makes that. makes it feel more artificial oh, right. because it's just like, oh, here's token black man or Batman. <laughs> right. <laughs> black yeah. Batman. It's like, yes. no, it doesn't make any sense if there's no context or story mm-hmm. behind it. Exactly. Yeah. And not just talk on that one example, but for that one example, mm-hmm. not only did you bring in Jimmy Olsen, they created an original character in Winslow Shot. Yes. Who was the son. I mean, he, he's one of the main part mm-hmm. of the cast. He's the son, yes, of the Toy Man. Mm-hmm. The Toy Man was established in the comics, but the Toy Man is a very minor Superman villain right. that appears once every two or three or four years. Mm-hmm. They've changed him several times. Mm-hmm. You could change him and nobody... Right, it's not right. going to stand out as odd, and now you just still have the traditional Jimmy Olsen, mm-hmm. and had a diverse a, character, a diverse, char- a diverse right. character. In fact, between the two of them, he was the one that had the genius level intellect on computers and all the rest. Mm-hmm. Where Jimmy Olsen was supposed to be the run going around, I'm getting in trouble. Help, Superman! Help! I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. you would actually have had a, a better um, role model, mm-hmm. even for right. kids. Oh, right. Look, you know, kind of like the little kid. I mean, I could be Batman. It's like, oh, I can go to college and be go into a computer person. career. Yeah. Right. You know, you, you, you give a better role model. Not that they've done a bad role model with what they've no, done with Jimmy. No. But you it, created controversy when you didn't have to. Right. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's the problem with that one example. Again, that's one exactly. minor one. Still, the actor's done a great job on that. I think he's 
is done very well. We can talk about like um, we can go back to Ghost in the Shell. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Ghost in the Shell has always been a Japanese anime. You mm-hmm. know, why bring in Scarlett Johansson? I mean, even if it is just for the name, there are hundreds of th- well, I don't know hundreds of thousands, but there are thousands of Japanese actresses oh. who could have fit that role perfectly, Absolutely. and yep. they just. They kind of like well, American. I mean, I, I mean, again, I am not versed in the exact differences in facial structures or or you know body shape or anything between a Japanese woman versus a Korean woman or a Chinese woman. But in that general, you know, like have a physical appearance that matches the character more then you would be clo- closely aligned with right. the, what that character is versus casting a white um, female from U.S., you know. Just I mean, because she just has because a very she has popular the, name. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, she will, I mean, obviously, cast her in anything, you will draw a crowd. That's no doubt about it. But and not to say that she's a bad actress. Not at all. But, you know. She does, although, I mean. Although in this case, the movie bombed because well, yeah. the core audience yes. was turned off by that. Exactly. Her name brought in a certain sliver of people, mm-hmm. but the subject matter wasn't enough to bring in mainstream audience. Right. So it's like they threw out their core audience exactly. trying to favor to the mainstream without right. material that would do it. Right. And it's like, what does Scarlett Johansson know about like anime? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take a step further, Death Note. Oh. You and I both love that. Um, the co- anime, anyways. <laughs> I love the anime. Anime has always been Japanese as well. Mm-hmm. They made a Netflix movie out of it. But at least these two characters, Light and uh, Kira, mm-hmm. neither one was a black and white guy, neither one's Japanese, and neither one's a big name character. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you really had no name draw off this. They just changed it. They just completely... Like, everything you knew about Death Note, they kind of just said, no, nah, we're just going to put random pieces. Now, like, Defoe was good. Defoe was good. Defoe was good, yes. Well, I can't say anything about Willem Defoe as Ryuk. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still surprised he doesn't have an Oscar. Like, he, he needs he might. one, Willem Dafoe. Uh, Flutter Project, he's up for that, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's up for that. Oh, okay, nice. So. But, like, you know, why? Like, there was no real reason to do it, and it was, like, the mainstream appeal. And when you try to appeal to mainstream society so much, it's kind of like you're pushing too hard and then it snaps. Like, if you're on something, like, it's the straw that broke the camel back. Like, there was no need to do anything. Just yeah. make an original story, follow the formula, and people will come to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, there was an example of one that, you know, when I first heard the casting, I was like, really? Okay. Um, we talked about it yesterday at lunch a little bit, and you might remember it, maybe, but you probably don't. There was a TV show in the 80s called The Equalizer. I don't know if you have any memory it of that. Sounds familiar. Is that, I, I, I know there's something with Denzel Washington. Is that the same? Well, that... They, there was a TV show in the 80s that went for three or four seasons starring an older British white guy, retired um, Secret Service type, old British white guy. Very white, very British, 60-ish, you know, 50, 60, but, you know, kind of get that, that image. Um, and then they cast Denzel Washington to do a movie reboot, remake of it. You look at them, you're like, nothing like However, watching the movie, being a huge fan of the TV show, he did a great job. Mm-hmm. Now, when I saw the trailer, I thought they did a bad job. That's because the trailer didn't stress the fact that this was actually kind of a prequel origin story type thing, mm-hmm. which the TV show started like right in the middle of what he was doing. Mm-hmm. The movie goes back and gives kind of the history of what, how he would get there. Right. Once you knew that, he did a great job. There was, to your point, there was nothing about that character that mattered. Mm-hmm. 
it didn't matter about race, gender, right. culture, anything. All that mattered was somebody who had worked in an intelligence community mm-hmm. for a long time, had got disillusioned by it, mm-hmm. and now wanted to do something better with his skills in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had a certain set of skills or whatever the <laughs> phrase is. You know, it's, <laughs> it, it, that's that kind of thing. Um, so he There's nothing about that description that says it has to be anything in particular. Right. And it was all around one TV show that, you know, 50% of the people in the stream don't even remember. Exactly, mm-hmm. right. That's, See, that's fine. Stuff like that, you know, you, like, rejuvenate it, yeah. right? right? I mean, if you wanted to add diversity to something like that, you know, it works. Especially if you cast a very good actor who would play that character like the character's supposed to be done. And it goes back to, um, you know... If you just create the content, mm-hmm. um, the diversity will come. It will flow. And right. if it works, it works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so is the Equalizer kind of like, a, I guess, a nicer Punisher? Because, I mean, I haven't seen um, the movie. No, because he, again, go back to the 80s when it was created. No internet, none of that kind of stuff. Um, he retires in New York, and he decides to take out an ad in, in the classified ads in the newspaper. Newspapers, by the way. I know mm-hmm. you know what a newspaper is. Newspapers are these things that were large on print that had news in them on paper. Oh, anyway. and they're multiple pages. <laughs> yeah. Google it. You yeah. mean I can't swipe? swipe no, 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 swipe. no. Well, you could have swipe, but you'd have gotten, you'd have gotten you know, ink on your finger when you tried swiping it. Oh, wow. no. See, that sounds so gross yeah. and inefficient. Oh, but wow. our, so he did the classified <laughs> ads. And in the classified ad, he had this little bitty square ad. Need help? Odds against you? Call the equalizer with a phone number. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, people who are in trouble are going to find that. I mean, forget about the logic behind it. The this is how You always found the 18 when you needed them. Yes. Government yes. <laughs> couldn't find them. Exact same era. And he didn't charge people. Now, sometimes he would ask, depending on your, your situation, status, your right. status situation, anything else, a favor. Hey, if I'm ever helping anybody else and I need something, I might come back to you. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, this is, you know, you've got plenty of money. This isn't about money. Mm-hmm. To do this, I might have to go rent out this building. Can you help me rent out the you know, right. He might ask somebody to help out, but it really was never about the money. Was he was he money. was set on money. Right. He was fine. It was finding people who really, on their own, could not solve whatever problem they were trying to solve. Is that something like Simon? Do you remember the show? What was it called? It, his name was Simon Templar. It was Roger oh, Moore. The Saint, the Saint yes. Now, the Saint was a jewel thief with a heart of gold. Right. This, so like this But this yeah. one is more of a... He's a straight, straight good guy. guy. And totally. he uses all of his, mil- his intelligence background mm-hmm. contacts. He calls in favors left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, Mickey. Mickey was the best character they created on there who... Mm-hmm. He once called up his old boss. Hey, mm-hmm. I need you. I need something. What do you need, Robert? <laughs> I need you to loan me Mickey. <laughs> really? You realize how much of a wild cannon he is. In my situation, I need a wild cannon. <laughs> All right, he'll be there, or whatever. And it's and that was just he. He was he the was Punisher. Mickey. Yeah, he, Mickey was the Punisher. Oh, wow, with a smile. Of course. But, yeah, uh, I mean, with a name like that, you know, Ro- just yeah. Robert McCall was more of a combination of Batman, the Question. Um, those kind of things always were the. In fact, there was a little kid. There was one um, season where the actor had had a heart attack. He had to take a few episodes off. They brought in somebody to fill his spot mm-hmm. um, while he kind of just handled things from the background. And they came across this one little kid who was um, he was dying of cancer or something, but he wanted help with whatever. And this guy comes in to help. And while in his bedroom talking to him, there's picked posters up of the Denny O'Neill era question. 
Yeah, and a lot of people. That was the big era of the Denny O'Neill question stuff. And I remember always thinking they've designed his costume exactly like the question, except for no face, mm-hmm. and he has more of a belly, <laughs> um, which and you are more familiar with these days. Sorry, we have to point it out. We're on camera now. Of course, you know they can um, see him. Yeah, just sit up straighter. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> but he actually brings him in. This is when he's starting to make his way back into the mm-hmm. show. He brings him in near the end of the episode to stand there, kind of in the doorway. The kid thinks of him as the question and, and all that kind of stuff. It was, it was pretty touching. Nice. So that was, but he, he was a little bit more Batman-like and that right. he always, if he had enough time to plan, he could beat anybody. It kind of reminds me a little of um, like Luke Cage, like, you know, these like the hero for hire, like mm-hmm. Luke Cage and Danny Rand. Like, it kind of reminds me of that yeah. whole, like, you know, you need help, we got you type of thing. Did you ever see Burn Notice? No, actually. Burn Notice. I did. Yeah. So very Sims much like, said that. Okay. except he chose to retire mm-hmm. versus being forced on him. Maybe okay. like Burn Notice. That type of thing. Gotcha. Well, anyway, <laughs> nothing diverse about the original one, but in the new one, yeah, um, exactly. very different. And, and again, it didn't it didn't matter. I didn't sit there watching it, going, "Well, a black Robert McCall works." No, I just sat there watching. This is a good movie. He's a that, it's that's a character. All that matters. And, you know, on that about. note, that they have remade the Saint a couple of times, and each time with a white guy, and it has it has been a horrible remake. Yeah, yeah Belkin was one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, so it's kind of like okay maybe they need a different reboot than what they've been trying so although the main thing is getting a good story because the Val Kilmer one just right. wasn't very right. good right. Yeah, that was a bad no movie. it was a bad movie but you know that's, that's the way it is well looking at the clock on the wall even though we could probably talk about this for hour upon hour upon probably. hour <laughs> we probably should call this to an end any last thoughts before we head to the B-Man's question for next time no I think I'm good yeah I'm good that was too. a great, great conversation yes so yes B-Man question of the week because B-Man is ready for this one. Oh, is I, the slasher Hanra dead is the question the slasher Hanra could, could be <laughs> the slasher horror genre yes mm-hmm. that's hey, what I, I, I'm uh, going to okay. tell there a little bit thank you that's a new, me out new there. genre is, is that genre creative. dead yes <laughs> that's a good question we haven't it seen was. one in a while so yes. we'll talk about that next time yes I do want to thank our guests for of helping course. us with this topic here today of course thank it was you nice. for Thanks having us exactly. you're again you're a regular now aren't you yeah pretty much this is what your third time yeah actually is it yeah I think it is my third time your first time my first time was it fun yes it was fun no it is not it's less scary than I thought all right so for John Paul Demian. and our guests, we are out of here. All right. And we're dancing to music we can't do. It. <laughs> <laughs>